Nation is now the ultimate power in the universe. The Pat and AJ Podcast. Well, because they got great banter. They jib-jab. Jib-jab, jib-jab, jib-jab. Pat and AJ. I feel like the conversation we've been having in the last five minutes is a lot more interesting than the shit they're talking about on the radio. Just moronic commentary and stupid sound effects, and it's just dumb. It doesn't make any sense. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. Hold on, you gotta adjust. You gotta, um, hot, 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 hot. Hokey dokey. There we go. All right. So, when's the last normal thing you did? It's a year ago, if you don't know, because they're reminding us every three seconds right now. Um, no. The last normal thing I did was today I put on regular jeans. <laughs> for the first time, for the first time. Since probably this day last year. So, yeah. But it, wow. today is the first day I put on real pants in a long time. Wow, wow, we wow, everybody. They, AJ, they fit, too. fancy. She's fancy. She I'm fits fancy. in the regular pants. Come on. Put on eyeliner today, man. I'm classy. Classy bitch. I'm just saying it's um, very much today, as, as we're recording, I should say, because I don't know when you're listening to this episode 18 of the Pat and AJ podcast. But it is very much the one-year anniversary of when the the pandemic took grip of the U.S. All the big hallmarks, the NBA season being canceled and shutting down schools and sending people home from work. So there's been a lot of like this one-year reflection going on. They say, hey... One year, and it's been kind of interesting. I, you know, I like the saying that um, take off your rear view mirror because what's behind you isn't important. Yeah, I do like it kind of hitting the one year mark because you know what? We can kind of put like, all right, that was the year. That was it. That was our 12 calendar months. We can all stop arguing over is it going to be done by Easter or this fictitious, you know, Oh, wasn't uh, that so cute when people thought it would be done by Easter? They gave it like a solid four weeks. You know, we just, (laughs) people just psychologically made up goal lines because they needed that, right? They needed a goal line. And it's kind of like, you know, the doomsday religions out there that always preach about the the day it's all going to go kaput. Um, And then that day comes and goes. And then they have a new day when it's all going to go kaput because they need that. They need that goal to be there to motivate their people. So whatever it is, whatever it was, whatever it will be, it was 12 months that I don't ever want to repeat. We have now vaccinated 10% of the United States population. We need, by the way, 70% vaccination for herd immunity. Dude, it's getting closer. Uh, Our neighbor George got vaccinated. I talked to him yesterday while we were taking out the garbage that has he's now blown plus, right? all over the neighborhood. <laughs> but yeah, no, he's he's uh, double nickels, right? Yes. Um, so he got vaccinated. My sister got vaccinated and she wasn't expecting to. But that's how badly city worker she. Yeah, she's a city worker. That's how badly they want to open up City Hall in Milwaukee as they are vaccinating everybody. Um, I mean, famously, there's one county in Arizona that has handled their vaccine distribution So smoothly that they have now opened up to all residents 18 years of age and up. So they're already and it's a rural county. Again, we're not talking like a metropolitan Los Angeles type population. But look, it seems like we're getting the job done, which we all knew that we would. We needed to get through the fog, the smoke, the fire, whatever it was. And we're done. So I'm happy to be here. How about you, AJ? How are you? I'm good. I'm happy to be here. It's a beautiful day here in uh, southeastern Michigan. and So let's start this episode 18 into the email bag, see what's going on in your life, because here we are podcasting from two separate places. 
But Roberta, Roberta checks in. Pat and AJ.com. I love Roberta because of everything she says here. Hi, guys. I'm so glad I found you. When you literally disappeared from the radio in the fall in the middle of the surges, the lockdowns, I felt like I lost contact with family members. Aw. Now, being somewhat technically challenged. Yep. Working full time, going through life. Yes, it took me a while to make a serious effort to figure out where you guys are. I knew you'd be somewhere. I just didn't know where. Of course, I then stumbled onto patandaj.com. Here you are. Voila. It's a podcast. OMG and holy shit. (laughs) I love her. Well, since I was starved to hear both of you, I figured it out. And wouldn't you know, my iPhone already had Apple Podcasts loaded. See? Listen, the podcast world can be very intimidating. I, myself, had never once listened to a podcast before we started doing them because I was just in the world of radio. And it freaked me out, too. I was like, I don't, where, where do these podcasts live? How do I get to them? I don't understand. But once you figure it out, it, you realize how easy it is. Today, I listened to my very first podcast the pat and aj podcast love you guys i've got a listing to do a lot of listening to do and uh, catch up take care talk to you soon oh we love you roberta uh, she's a nurse so roberta thank you you've been very busy this year you don't have time for our bullshit you don't have time to realize where we are i like to think that people think we were just raptured like the Lord just took us. You so it's know, funny that. you say that. I actually spent the afternoon at a church um, talking to uh, one of the parishioners who... About wa- the rapture. Awesome. When is no. it going to happen? Who's um, going up? Stop it. Uh, about their new website. They're at their church. They want a new website. I'm there to help. And the woman who I was talking to was very hard on herself about being technologically... Like she kept saying, I'm, I'm tech stupid. And she's really not like she had a laptop in front of her. I had my laptop and I was watching her do stuff. And I said, you're fine. You just got to trust yourself. I'm like, trust me. I know people that are tech stupid. I myself claim I'm tech stupid. I know how to HTML code. That probably means I'm not tech stupid, but just trust yourself a little bit. I already told her that. I Listen, she could pay me every month to keep up this new website, but I straight up told her, you can do this yourself. I promise. So trust yourself a little bit. Just, you know, breathe your way through it. We, we've all figured it out. We can figure it out together. I mean, just like Roberta said, after she, voila, figured out that Apple podcast was already on her phone. And had been since the day she powered it up, things became a lot easier. So it's okay, man. You learn, you evolve, you move on. The uh, the woman at the church said the same thing um, once she figured out who I was. Not that I am anybody, but she recognized my voice. Mm-hmm. She said, oh, I, I really thought you guys were on a long vacation. Till it came to January. Then I realized they should be back at work. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not quite sure we ever had the Johnny Carson uh, vacation schedule of like six weeks or anything. No, so, uh, yeah. no, it was. It's just so hard because, like, I feel bad because we hear it from so many different people about radio. I mean, this is what they do: they fire you, fire you after your last show. You don't know it was your last show. Then they get rid of you, and then they just wipe you off at the face of the earth and don't but address it. Can I? Can I say something honestly? And I think it's it's something really hard for people to talk about, especially. If they're in the industry and AJ by far right now is way more connected with people in the industry, right? And you're kind of like one foot in, one foot out, and I'm totally out. Um, 
isn't it kind of like odd that no one notices? Like um, that's like like that's the joke in radio that we have to say everything a million times the dumbest way possible because people don't pay attention because you are literally background noise. And that was 20 years ago they were telling us before there were 9 million other options. So now it's really just such a cog in the wheel that people barely notice if you're there and they barely notice if you're gone. And it sucks because I think if you're in the industry, it's hard for you to admit that. That yeah. people aren't that they aren't that dialed in. They you aren't, aren't as many, invested. Yeah, yeah, they aren't that invested. You aren't that best friend that you thought you were with well, them. You were I, a casual friend. I also think it has a lot to do with who they, who or what they replace you with. Um, unfortunately, in our situation, they replaced us with a man and a woman, not married, but still, there were a lot of people who just figured out that those two people are not us. Which is weird, which means that they casually listen yeah. that much that it took them a couple months to realize that the two voices they were hearing Every wasn't day. us. Yeah. Every day. They're like, hold on, that's not them, is it? I mean like that's I don't know. It's weird because I think we all and it goes into our ego. It's self worth. Yeah. We all want to yeah. think that we're more imp- we I don't say we want to think. We all think we're more important than we really are. And I don't mean that in a derogatory way. I think just when you look up at the sky and realize how big the universe is, it's good because you realize, oh, I'm kind of inconsequential and so is everybody else. However, we all think like we all think we're the most important thing. And I mean, it's not necessarily being selfish or ego, but it just it, we live in our heads. That's where we live. My favorite Zoomer leading the Zoomer revolution, Billy Eilish, has a bunch of great quotes. And one that I'll paraphrase is one day. I'm going to die and no one's going to remember me. And she looked at the reporter and goes, one day you're going to die and no one's going to remember you. No one's going to remember you. So fuck it. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh God. And, and another great quote from another musician, uh, Jack Johnson, Hawaiian who talked about, look, dude, I'm a speck on a speck of an Island on a speck of a planet in the speck of a universe which is a speck in the you know galaxy, which may be a speck of a galaxy in another galaxy. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you zoom out that much, you realize, like, you get one chance, you know, one chance, one shot. I think, too, because we are all, um, we all have this weird, and I think it's probably because of social media, we all have this weird sense that everybody's watching everything we do. And, and just in general, I don't know if that's because of social media or just the way we think now, but really when I sit down and think about it, I'm like, man, is there anybody I am worried about 24 hours a day other than myself and my immediate family? Eh, not necessarily. So I have to remember they're not worried about me either. So I don't know. I'm getting much more YOLO in my old age. I don't give a shit anymore. I'm tired. I'm too tired to give a shit. I am too tired. So. I, I love it that you have to be young enough to not give a shit or just old enough to not give yeah. a shit. So let's not give a shit together here on this episode 18. 18. Roberta, you have that many episodes to catch up on. You have That's a, lot a lot of time. A lot of time to burn with us. Not all of them are uh, are 100 percenters, but some of them are okay. <laughs> all right. We have. Uh, yeah, it's true. All right. So coming up. Good news. Dogs and more. Hold on. Hold on. 
It feels good. The good news with Pat and AJ. The good news today comes from just down the street from our house in Grand Blank, Michigan. One of our favorite pizza places, Guido's, which is on Hill Road. Um, fantastic pizza. We've been getting it since we moved here. Remember that? We said, oh my God, there's a pizza place right across the street from our apartment. Sure it, do. It was amazing and it still is. And just another reason to love them even more. Um, so this kid's name is Josh Wilson and he really, really needed a job. Um, he's had a tough 2020. Of, he's immunocompromised. Um, he's 20 years old. Obviously terrified of the coronavirus. He had to stay home. He's also on the autism spectrum. He was diagnosed at three years old, and they didn't even expect him to talk. They thought he was going to be nonverbal. Um, but he wanted a job as a means to make some money. So he brought up the courage to apply at Guido's Pizza and Grand Blank. He said, I was literally excited. Like, I finally got to do something after all this time. Obviously, he said getting a job is a challenge when you're on the autism spectrum because not many people believe you can hold down a job. Um, he said, I didn't think it was possible, but confidence is what his bosses saw. Jacqueline Francesco and Doug Baldwin said they hope all of their employees gain from their first job. They said uh, kind of quiet and tentative when he first started. Now he marches in and gets going. Josh works six days a week at Guido's. He, help, he helps close the restaurant in the evening, which is one of the hardest shifts to cover anywhere is closing. Yeah, closing sucks, man. Um, but his bosses say that his attention to detail, it, it makes him a strong employee. They said there's so much that he's got to deal with, but he does a great job with a smile every day. He's focused, and that's what we want. We can all aspire to be like him. Just do a good job. Be pleasant. Help each other out. I mean, AJ, we've we've talked about this extensively before on the air, but um, one trait of a lot of folks on the autism spectrum, not everyone, but a lot, is routine. And you want to talk about getting an employee who is a rule follower and routine-based? Ooh, boy. Again, not everybody, not all, but a lot. A lot of people you- on the spectrum are very, very... Um, routine focus. They are rule followers. I can say that for our son. And I do oh, remember boy, the, when, our, when our son was diagnosed, one of the first things I said was, will he ever hold a job and like move out of the house? Because I just, I, I, I felt so forlorn. And they were like, oh, no, 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 he'll be fine. And that's not true for all kids on the spectrum. So we're very no, lucky in no, that. Yeah. But I, I understand, like, I can already see where the difficulties are going to be with our son getting a job someday when he wants to. And it just takes people like the bosses at Guido's to look past that and say, let's give it a try. And look That's how great right. it turned out. That's you can, right. You can see the good news up at patandaj.com. Guys, make me feel good. Spread the good news now at patandaj.com. I mean, I guess I'm grateful in the most selfish of ways that this is the biggest drama we have coming out of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. <laughs> it's been so quiet. Oh. It's been, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. It's been oddly quiet. <laughs> and no, we're not talking about the stimulus checks. Oh no, that's a, your, that's awesome. <laughs> and, and your child care credit. I, I, I don't I, care I, which president that comes from. That's know. good shit. <laughs> I don't know. I have friends right now, like 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 trying to pour through a bill, trying to figure out every aspect that benefits them. No, I'm talking about Champ and Major Biden, our presidential first dogs, <laughs> the rescue dogs. These dogs were meant to unite America. 
Not only did we have a divisive last four years in the heart of our country, but we had no animals in the White House. I'm telling you, I, I truly believe Donald Trump would be a better person if he had a pet to take care of. Although I think Listen, he's just worried about himself. So that's why. Even when you go through those years, you can always unite around one thing. The animals, right? The Bidens had uh, uh, Obama had Bo. Remember uh, Bush's dog had his own uh, Christmas special. That was amazing. The Clintons had socks. The kitty. I mean, this is really something we can all get behind and go, look at our first animals living their best life. And we talk about how awesome those dogs must do running around the White House lawn. Well, I thought this was literally, I'm not going to lie. I had to check the news source. I did too. I thought it sounded like an onion story. (laughs) No, it sounded like, unfortunately. It's real. It's legit. Apparently, the Biden dogs are not adjusting to life in the White House, and they're going back to Delaware. Oh, no, they're already back in Delaware. And why are they back in Delaware? Because, which one's the younger one? I don't know. The adopted one. (laughs) Champ, I think. Champ. Well, let me let me look this up. Fine, you you know they, they they have a right to be identified I, correctly. I, yes, I I do not want to tarnish the elder of the two dogs because it's very much you have an older one and a young one, and the younger one was kind of meant to perk up the older one, and the older ones there to kind of tame you know tame down the younger one. Major is the shelter dog. Champ is the original, the OG. Okay, so Major, the shelter dog, bit a Secret Service agent <laughs> in a quote minor accident and now has to be retrained <laughs> oh and 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 by the way apparently the other older brother wasn't doing that well either <laughs> i love the uh have you seen the meme with oprah sitting down with major biden and getting the full <laughs> scoop that's my favorite <laughs> meme on the internet this week <laughs> poor puppy i listen listen i feel bad because it, it, of course, it had to be the rescue dog. If you've ever gotten bit by a German Shepherd, I have. Um, <laughs> but- That's what I said. I I said, one, when this whole thing happened, I said, one, who's the Secret Service agent who, A, gets put on dog duty? Like, I feel... That's like the akin of like if you're the tail for the mayor of New York City. No, wait, 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 wait. You know what it is? Do you know what it is? And I think a lot of people can probably relate to this. It's like when they put up the cast list for your high school musical and you Mm -hmm. scroll through the entire list and you see your name at the bottom under like understudy. That's where that Secret Service agent found his name on the list of duties. It was uh, Major's Secret Service. And he was like, oh, man, come on. There goes AJ representing for all the theater kids uh, getting a theater kid for everyone else out there who perhaps never tried out for a play such as myself listen he got the shit end of the stick all right this guy got stuck on dog duty i don't know what happened they aren't telling us too much but it's confirmed and the fact that the white house press secretary had to answer in the same room where we used to have such prestigious meetings about the largest inauguration sizes uh-huh. ever to have been witnessed in the history of mankind, she had to confirm that, yes, the first dogs have been removed from the White House after a minor incident. They are undergoing some training measures, and we look forward to their return. I do love reading the different headlines 
like who wrote what about it to grab people's interest. Like ABC <laughs> News was was Major Biden from the White House to the doghouse. <laughs> uh, USA Today, Today, USA Today. Biden dogs are in Delaware while Jill Biden travels after Major caused a minor injury. That's a weird, weird headline. See, this is the reason why I had it to. I had to legit check the source because you don't understand. A few weeks Dog ago. days for Biden. A presidential pet causes a minor injury in a public relations challenge. One of these actual news networks a couple weeks ago legit did a bit on how the dogs looked raggedy. So <laughs> I had to make sure. I'm like, hold on. I need to make sure we're not going down a rabbit hole. And no, we're not. We're going down a dog hole. Now, AJ, you've been bit by a German shepherd. As I was saying, the Secret Service agent who gets put on dog duty gets bit. Is that not the most embarrassing way? Like, did he want to go file that? No. Or was he forced to file Unless, it? I mean, if Major would have, like, bit off his hand and all that was left is a bloody stump, then yes, I think he would have wanted to, like, file that. And I guarantee if nobody else was around, he thought about it for a second. Because, and Pat, you can back this up. When I got bit by a German Shepherd, this was just because this chick didn't care about her dog like i didn't do anything to egg this dog on i like he walk up to me it was just not a socialized dog yeah, yeah i put my hand out he sniffed my hand i was petting him under the chin he bit me in my upper thigh just just lunged and it was so embarrassing because we were at a public event and like this chick she still didn't pull her dog away i'm like hello but then you're like it's fine it's fine and it was not fine do you remember how big that bruise was on my leg it was not okay so I thought the same thing. This guy, maybe he's going to, I don't know. He's going to give the dog a treat. And the dog bites his hand. And there's other people in the room and they witness it. And listen, this is a White House now that has to be on the up and up. Okay? They're under very close scrutiny. And someone goes, dude, you, you got to go file a report. And he's like, oh, come on. I feel like it's the equivalent to a cop getting sent home on workman's comp because like you slipped on coffee in the break room. <laughs> Like, you want a better story. You want to say, as a Secret Service agent, yo, man, why are you home, like, on workman's comp? You want to say, like, you tackled a dude lunging at the president or something? Yeah, instead he has say, to say, oh, the president's dog bit me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm like, oh, this poor guy, you know? But, yeah, again, I'm thankful in a selfish way that these are the salacious headlines that I now see come across my ticker where I sit there and legit laugh. And I think who's the guy in charge of now retraining this dog to make sure well, he doesn't bite anyone. I'm glad that they are retraining the dogs. I mean, moving a dog from one house to another, especially this is the only house that major has ever known was their house in yes. Delaware. Yeah. Yep. You're moving them to the white house where how many other people work and does anybody else live there? I don't think so. No, no, just them because their kids are all grown. But still, think about it. Mom and dad used to be around. I mean, now mom and dad are busy all day. You are being taken care of by people you don't know. You're in a strange house that is enormous. Yeah. I mean, that's stressful for any dog. But then you put a rescue dog in there. Oh boy! Like I'm glad it wasn't serious. If it was serious, I think there would be a bigger problem here. But they're retraining the dogs. I mean, that's a lot. That's stressful. I did. Uh, what is it? I heard a funny one from one of. The satire sites where it goes, they they think Major may have been influenced by far right conservative message boards <laughs> that he's been on. He, is Major uh, is Major 
It's major, major. part of QAnon. <laughs> we don't know. He may be Q. Maybe Ooh. he's Q. And this was him starting the rebellion. Look and out. He, he's going to storm go the well. Capitol next. <laughs> they are going to have to monitor his internet usage uh, when he gets back to the White House. Keep him on the up and up. Pat and AJ. Pat and AJ. Podcast from Paradise. So you've got now a royal response, which, by the way, the royals barely put out a response when Diana died. They were pressured yes. into putting out a response when she died. My so, mom and I were talking about that, that how the queen had to be like forced to put out a statement. So here we are on the day of recording, which is the, uh, was it the 11th? The royal family has put out a response to the Meghan Markle and Prince Harry interview with Oprah. Piers Morgan (laughs) was essentially fired, quit, stormed out. I don't know what he's off TV now after just essentially being called on the carpet. Oh, it was it was very much um, party of one for can dish it, but can't take it yet. Your table's ready over here, Piers. And um, I got to tell you, call me crazy. I feel like Prince Harry and Meghan Markle got the job done. They have you started think? a they've started a conversation in that country, and which you've said before, AJ. There's already a conversation about the monarchy and the pseudo. How relevant they are, yes. and do we need them, and do we yes. need to keep paying for them? As as John Oliver says, and the pseudo silly jobs they do. I do love when they say they are working royals. Not that they don't, you know, get dressed up and go to functions, but come on, working for them is not like working for the rest of us. So they've started a conversation that's already kind of on top of another conversation, which now includes just the royals on race and more so the entire nation. Because, listen, I know a lot of us as Americans, we're just that. We're Americans. We don't look at the rest of the world. English folks, they have diversity just like we do. They have different races just like we uh, we do. They have racism issues just like we do. I think they have more diversity just based on their size. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a much smaller space. Yeah. Right? So, with that being out there, I think in the shadow of a legacy cast by his quote-unquote, troublemaking mother. This is like kind of a period on some kind of a relevant teaching lesson and a slight British fuck you from <laughs> Prince Prince Harry to that country because he's gone, he's out of it, he's done, they've spoken their piece, and now they walk away and they've gotten responses from the Queen. They've gotten one of their top antagonists fired from his show or quit or whatever. Can I comment on that, by the way? I find it ironic that um, Meghan Markle went on TV and just spilled all the tea, as they say now. Mm -hmm. Um, She spilled all the tea on the royal family. And then when somebody went on TV and commented, commented about her going on TV, 
she complained to that network. I thought that was kind of ironic bullshit. I'm like, hang on a second, sweetheart. Like, if you're going to go on TV and dump out the trash, don't get mad if somebody calls you out for dumping out the trash. Not that I would pretend to know exactly the extent of what Piers Morgan has said about her daily on this television show. Oh, his beef she, with her is so superficial, it's yes. ridiculous. She was one of 41,000 complaints lodged with the British version of the FCC about Piers Morgan. And so it sounds she like wasn't I'm, exactly the first one. No, she wasn't alone. Absolutely not. And what I'm trying what I think I'm understanding now is she was more complaining about the comments he made about mental health than just the comments he made about her in general, because he hates her because they used to be friends and she ghosted him and now he doesn't have access. And that's why he hates her. I mean, trust me, it is that superficial with those two. And listen, again, not that I claim to know anything about Piers Morgan. All I know is that he was uh, was he on America's Got Talent. He was a judge on there and then he was on CNN. And he's one of these guys that I sometimes agree with and sometimes don't, which is good. I like people like that. I don't like anyone that I agree with or disagree with 100 percent of the time because then I feel like it's kind of phony. But um, I won't pretend to know the ins and the outs of it, but I just feel like they've also got a conversation going about mental health. Yeah. I mean, this is like the ultimate. We we said our piece, Mike dropped and walked away. And boy, there may actually be some kind of change in the making in the wake of it. I think the part that confuses me the most is it's just like any other conversation about mental health. People are comfortable having it when they are comfortable having it. Um, From what I understand, and I think back when, like, I think before Harry married, before Harry even started dating Megan, I know he was real close with his brother and sister-in-law, and they were part of, like, some mental health charity. Like, they were very outspoken about that. So how can you be outspoken about a mental health charity and then one of your own family members whether married in or not, is suffering and you do, you do nothing about it. Like, that looks like shit for William and Kate. It really does. Because you guys, I mean, they're chirping about mental health. Here's Megan flailing her arm saying, hey, I want to kill myself. And nobody does a damn thing. So much like his mother before him and her big bombshell interview, when she talked about her marriage was crowded with three people in it, the third being, of course, Camilla, and talked about her bulimia issues, she broke a mold and sparked a conversation. And here we are so many decades further seeing what a lot of folks were very excited to see. And I think when it's said and done and written about, it's going to be, boy, this was kind of a turning point. No, with it's these not. issues. No, it's not. In the conversation. Nope. No, it's not. I don't think so. Nope. Uh, because what Let's year was... Let's hear Miss Di- Pessimist AJ. Let's no, hear it's Ms. not Pessimist. AJ. What year was Diana's interview? Uh, 90-something. We're talking 25 years at least. Yeah. Nothing Nothing changed. I mean, the the William and Kate and Harry started, you know, championing mental health charities, but it is clear that within that family... Nothing has changed. And I feel like that's a more of a, a world observation. It's like, it's just like, God forbid, when we have school shootings, everybody wants to talk about mental health. But then when everything is kind of quiet, nobody wants to talk about it anymore. So I Boy, don't feel like this is a turning point. I don't know when I turned into the optimist out of this pair, but I see just that. The fact that you get a immediate statement from the queen, you get a immediate 
response from William and Kate, even though it's bullshit. You get them out in the community, shaking hands with people of different skin colors. I'll give them credit for that today. I know that they answered questions that were just yelled at them. There and they, is they a, didn't have to. They did. There is a instant pivot in this world of instant gratification. So I suppose I'm going to take the Obama methodology, which is you celebrate when you turn a ship a couple degrees. If you're on a, a cruise ship, you can't make that 90 degree right angle without capsizing. And I didn't always understand that phrase and I didn't like it because I'm a radical and I'm a forward thinker and I want things done now and big. That's not how the world works though. But I look at just the way the immediate reaction is now to what it was. Call me crazy. I go, you know what? That's a good five degrees or 10 degrees. No, it's not the full turn. But boy, it's a lot quicker of a reaction than what we did see before. I'm going to double down on you. Do you know what I think is a great example of mental health awareness? Hmm. You quitting radio and going into social work. Listen, I, 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 I know Megan and Harry are this like phenom that, that are yes, bigger no one than... no cares about me, yeah. But that's the problem, is that why does a celebrity have to talk about it, but when a normal person talks about it, it's not okay. I, I, love, I, I love the fact that you decided very consciously that you were done with your radio career mm-hmm. and you wanted to go help people. And now that's what you're doing. You went to school. Pat's diploma came in the mail today, by the way, oh. and I am so freaking excited for him. I'm like, I want to frame the envelope just so it doesn't actually like get bent <laughs> or anything. Um, but no, I think that's I think that's a turning point. To see somebody like you who is a totally normal schmo who had a lot of crazy issues growing up with a mentally ill mother and a broken family to quit your radio career and go into social work because you said you want to help people with their mental health. I think that's a turning point. I mean, listen, I agree it is. But the more chatter we can get going about it, the more I'll take. The more people in positions of power and influence whether it's Prince Harry and Meghan Markle or sports athletes or even elected officials, mayors, whoever, the more that they come forward with their stories and they have their conversations, that's the change. And I feel like now that we can more fluidly have these conversations, again, maybe it's not the full 90-degree right-angle turn you wanted onto Happy Street, but I think... We've taken the exit so we can eventually get there. The Pat and AJ Podcast Network is available on all your favorite audio platforms. Subscribe today. Follow Pat and AJ on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook now at Pat and AJ. PatandAJ.com.com. Support the Pat and AJ Podcast Network today by donating on Venmo or Cash App. Powered by the people. The Pat and AJ Podcast.